hope today you'll receive me as that crazy kind of cool uncle that shows up every now and then. Uh, you're, you're so much in our hearts, so far deep inside of Selena and I and, and our children. Again, more than I know how to express or how to say. If, uh, if I had my druthers, it's a good Alabama word if you don't know what that means. If, if I had my druthers, I'd just send my kids out here and we'd just stay for a spell. Amen. Truly. Truly, if I had, if I had my way. So I just want you to know that what I, what I say now comes from that place. It comes from within me a place of very deep longing. Uh, and for what it would mean that I'm very, very proud of you. Like that good daddy proud. I know you have so many fathers. Um, but I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. For being willing to believe for being willing to stand in a place where it may not be very popular to be who you are. To, 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 to dwell in a land where it's not cool to be kind of weird. I mean, there's, 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 there's the world's kind of weird, right? We're all familiar with the world's kind of weird. Amen. But I'm talking about being kingdom weird, to be heavenly weird, to, uh, man, thank you. We was reading in, in Exodus 33 this morning in the story of Moses when he asked, Father, I just want to, I want to see your glory. I want to see your nature. And, and God said, hey, listen, man, if I showed you all of me, you'd just be with me. It'd kill you. Amen. It would, it, I'm, I'm, God's like, I'm so cool, I'd literally, I'd kill you, right? And you'd just be with me. Uh, he says, but, and I got to throw a joke in there, but I'll moon you, right? Y'all know God mooned Moses that day? And so he put Moses up in the rock and he showed him his hinder parts. And it was good. It said that was the goodness of God, right? And just got the... Brad, that's the, that's the RNV. Where's Jose? He wanted to know what version of the Bible I, it's the redneck version. Um, and that's, the, that's the redneck version right there. But it said in the conversation when, when God was saying, hey, listen, I, I can't, I, I'm going to do what I can for you. I'm going to show you my goodness. There'll come a day when you'll live in my glory fully and it won't harm you. But in this life, I will saturate you with my goodness till you literally glow in the dark. And Moses' response was this. He says, we will be a people that are different. We will set ourselves apart. We will mark ourselves from the world so that we will stand out for you. Thank you for being that kind of different. You know, I shared this to the ministers, uh, told my kids this, and we did a little mini study and talked about world-changing people, people who you go through history and they marked history. We study them still today. 
And I said, what made these people different? And they kind of shared what they did. The kids, what they knew, you know, George Washington Carver believed God to unlock a peanut and uh, just different kind of things that people did. I said, okay, great. But there was a singular characteristic of all these people that marked the world. And that characteristic was, is they were willing to be different. Because before we will ever make a difference, like our forefathers of faith before us, I must be willing first to say, Lord, for you, I will mark myself. I will mark myself and I will make myself different. Amen. And so today, I really, during worship, man, y'all, I'm going to do my best and believe with me. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to do my best to play out the movie that during worship, Holy Spirit ran through my mind, okay? So Father, I come to you today, and I ask you, please, Lord, wear me like a glove. Move through me as you would. Speak through me as you would. In Jesus' name. If you're holding your Bible in whatever version, man, that second song messed me up in such a good way. Lord, I just think I'll take you at your word. How about you? So hold your Bible, whatever version you've got, digital, full, old version, copy, redneck version, whatever version you're toting around, however you're toting it, and say this out loud with me. Say, this is my Bible. This is my first weapon of choice. In the battle of life. This is heaven's instrument. Of mass blessing. I will be. What it says I am. I will do. What it commands me to do. And I will take it. Wherever. I go. Amen. Do you believe that? So go with me then please to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, and so cool with your building. And say, I'm going to ask you to do some stuff for us later. And I thank you for just trusting me. Um, Acts chapter 17, uh, verse 26. Y'all please, y'all okay? This, this is, no, no, I'm the, you know, you can ask her. I'm, I'm 50 years old this year. How cool is that? Thank you. Uh, and I've, not until the last few years, right, uh, I've become the town crier. <laughs> I mean, I've never, uh, she's been married to me 25 years this year. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't like this, but I like it. Amen. So this is me just stupid happy for you. And if, if wave come, I just encourage you to respond in, in your manner. I'm just going to stand here and respond in mine. Amen. But in Acts chapter 17, it, it's, it's a great story. I've got to watch my time because there's something the Lord wants to do. But in Acts chapter 17, this is Paul. And Paul is at a place in Corinth called Mars Hill. 
And Paul is there and he's taking a little bit of a tour through the city that day and he's looking at the, the plethora of false gods and false deities and religions and mindsets and strongholds and ways of thought and ways of believing and identity confusions and can I just keep going just a little bit and man-made idols of income and career and money and uh, all kinds of stuff, not too dissimilar to today. And he bumps into one that says, to the unknown God. And then Paul turns and he says, let me tell you to these people, let me tell you who you don't know. Be the church. God's given you a hill, as if you can call that here in Phoenix. I like James's thing, and, and what, the reason why I jumped up like that is, is you hit my vision. Because when you said you're in a neighborhood, I said, oh, it's, it's in the movie that just played in my head. He's given you land. And I'm not just talking about a building. He's, he's given you territory. He's given you a space to fill and to occupy so that you can let those there know about the one they don't know. Because they have their own idol to a God they know is out there, but they don't know his name. They don't know who he is. They don't know what he's like. They don't know his face, but they'll know you. And Paul goes on in verse 26 as he's speaking on this, and he says, Because God, our Father, the faithful one, has made from one bloodline every nation on the earth to dwell, on over all the face of the earth. And notice this, and he has determined their pre-appointed times. And he has laid out the boundaries of their dwellings so that they shall seek the Lord. Ben, he's giving you dirt, brother. He's laid out the boundaries of your dwelling, the, the first ones, Right? He's laid out. Now, I'll teach you a good old Alabama phrase. When you finally get to own dirt in Alabama land, well, there's a saying that goes around that says, you know, I don't want all the land in the world. I just want all of it that touches mine. So I just encourage you, just start claiming all the dirt that touches yours. Own it, claim it, walk it, fill it, possess it. If I can, and if I'd be so bold, if you, again, I'm that crazy uncle, the one you kind of like. <laughs> Amen. Those that would be willing, move there. Walk it, take it, fill it. Amen. Amen. Come on. Go to Psalms chapter 16. Amen. Psalm chapter 16, verse 5. O Lord, you are my portion. You are my inheritance. I love this. You are my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me 
in pleasant places. And I have a good inheritance. Hallelujah. Vita Church, the lines have fallen to you in pleasant places. Miss Kara, before you leave the room and go too far, I want you to hear this piece real quick. Brother, I listened to you said is there. You're real good at taking things that are unlovely now and turning them into lovely spaces. Yes. It's your heritage. When he said there, you have a good inheritance. You have an inheritance of renewal. A renewal of spaces, a renewal of places, a renewal of people, a renewal of territory, city, state, and beyond. The lines have fallen to you. Can go. I just that was coming to that part, and I didn't want you to miss that. Does that make sense, guys? That's your inheritance. So, therefore, verse seven. Are you ready? I will bless the Lord. Then, Hallelujah. Are you ready to bless Him this morning? I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we take a moment and just bless the Lord with that? Amen. Your own voice out loud. Amen. What'd you call it? A seven second praise break. break. Amen. Let's take a a seven second bless break. Amen. And just right now as a church, bless the Lord one more time. And you, from your mouth, you begin to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for where you're taking us. Thank you for what you've given us. Thank you for this place. Thank you for this people. Thank you for this neighborhood. Thank you for this area. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Hmm. Are you ready? Amen. Remember, I'm just a crazy uncle, right? You still love me? Amen. It says, ask of me, Father says, and will I not give you whole nations? Will I not give you whole people? Amen. So right now, if you will, in your own voice, ask God for the people in that neighborhood. Amen. Right now where you are, ask God. Ask him, say, Father, today, and I'm doing this for you. I just ask you to join me. Father, I, Lord, I ask you. Lord, I ask you for these people. Lord, I ask you for this neighborhood. Lord, I ask you for the families, those that are living near this place in Jesus' name. I ask you for them. Give them to us, Father, and we will love them. Give them to us, Father, and we will teach them who you are. Give them to us, Father, and we will raise from them more of your nation, more of your people, more of your family in Jesus' name. Amen. God's so happy I blew my microphone on. Y'all with me? Come on now. Hallelujah. Is that all right? Is that better? Hmm. Okay. Everybody good? Verse 10, it's interesting. This is a prophecy that's specifically talking of Jesus, but it came when I 
was going over this in that movie in my mind for, it says, you will not leave my soul in hell. Listen to me, this will not be hell for you. The workload that is going to be needed to transform not just that building, to transform not, it's not going to be hell. Because right here he says, you're not going to take me to a place called hell. Amen. God's not in the habit of taking anybody to hell. <laughs> or through hell, or near hell, or around. That's two separate postal codes. You know what I'm saying? That's two separate zip codes. Right, I got all Canadian on you there for a second. That's two separate zip codes. Amen. So listen, it's not going to be hard. It wasn't hard to get. It wasn't hard to, to acquire. It will not be hard to transform. <laughs> Are you with me? Amen. Jericho wasn't hard to take. Oh, come on now. Y'all got to help a brother out. Jericho wasn't hard to take. Are you with me? Amen. All it took was some walking. All it took was some shouting. Amen. It might take a little bit of paint. So first thing, and this is, this is what I say, and this is, tell me when you're working on it and I am coming. I will come. Amen. And, and we'll make that happen. So just tell me when you're working on stuff and you're fixing stuff. Whoever's going to be in charge of that. My phone number is 205. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm dead serious. 514-6878. Amen. Just call me. Tell me. Give me some anticipation, some runway, and I'll come. Amen. And I'll, I want to help. I want to be a part. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Now, come on. Amen. Because we respond when God does stuff. Don't get too far off. There's one more thing God wants to say, and I got like 15 minutes. Preacher joke. Can you do a preacher joke? Who will give me 10 more minutes? Anybody give me 10 more minutes? 10, 20, 30, 40. <laughs> Preacher joke. Got to throw a preacher joke in there. <laughs> but listen, respond. When God moves, respond. Faith is a positive response to what God has done and what he's doing. Our positive response is what brings great pleasure to him. Does that make sense? So in the days ahead, my family, I'm going to ask you to respond really big. I'm going to ask you to respond more, right? I'm going to ask you in all levels to, to go real hard. Listen to me, not because I'm trying to pull anything. Out of that. And Ben, I'm sorry, at any time I should have done this, I talked to Kara before, okay? It, you, you shut me up. Because you're in charge here. Hey, you no, know, for real, this is what that looks like. It yield at any time. If I cross the line, and I don't mean to, you, with all humility, I'll, you say, Brad, shut up, and I'll say, yes, sir. And we'll, we'll move on. That's how that works, amen. But, um, but listen, but I'm going to ask you, as your crazy uncle, hey, man, don't miss this. There's a window, a door that has opened for you. Amen. Amen. I don't have time. Okay, maybe. I, real quick, right? There, I've been doing a study. I haven't done this teaching yet. 
It's so funny. James texted me. I love that. What you teaching on, brother? I said, I don't know. And even he texted me last night and go, did you settle? And I said, yeah, it's this one. But I was lying. And because uh, I was... I was supposed to say something, right? You're the guest preacher. You're supposed to know what's going on. But I was still going on. I think we're going this way. But something inside of me said, nah, we ain't doing that. And that's still, after all this, makes me nervous. And now I know why. Show up, I got to learn to trust better. I'm still growing. How about you? Amen. Uh, but, but So in this, but there's, there's, there's two wilderness stories that are famous. You know, everybody talks about going through a wilderness time. Anybody ever heard somebody say that before? Amen. Anybody ever feel like you're going through a wilderness time? before and there's two wilderness stories the famous one the children of Israel in the desert for 40 years and Jesus when he's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness real quick many teaching right those two times had a purpose Jesus's time was giving him an opportunity to defeat and kill temptation right Israel's time was their opportunity to kill unbelief so if you're ever in a wilderness time, there's only one of two things happening in your life. Either it's a journey to kill temptation of some kind or it's a journey to kill unbelief. Those are the purpose of the wilderness. But listen, the Israel folks, they didn't have to go there. They were led to a door of opportunity that they were ready for. They just didn't know how to respond positively. You've been given a door as a church family. I'm going to ask you, go real big. Go real hard. Amen. Go after it. Amen. Does that make sense? I, I used to be, and, and, and maybe it's just the old mean guy coming out in me. I used to be the kind where I don't want to get ahead of God. I want to get, I don't want to, I want to be so close that when he stops, I bump into him. And I realized that was just me living small. I want to be like my son, Courage. I love my son. You remember my son, Courage? He's many me. Hopefully with a whole lot less of my inhibitions. Right? He's running around, and, and, got, and we named him Courage on purpose, and, and he was there. But he's the one you got to go, Stop! <laughs> Because he's about four blocks in front of you. No, come on now. I want to be that way. Now in these last decades of my life coming. Amen. I want to be the kid. I want to be my son with my father where he said, whoa, 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 boy, come here. Come here. <laughs> come here, son. Come here. I love, I love the ambition. Come here. Come here. Go left. All right. <laughs> come. I'm going to ask you, go big. I'm going to ask you. Go all that you can. Because he is making something of you. Amen, Selena. I want you to take every dollar we've got except what we set aside, you and I talked about, for Abigail. And I want it in that bucket right there, please. I'll never ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. But I'm so excited for you. And here's why. Go to the book of Micah. Years ago, in 
And I don't share this. I don't think I've ever shared this. But years ago, I had a dream. And uh, in that dream, I was there. And the Lord painted a picture. And, and he said to me, and I've meditated on it for well north of a decade. Or better, maybe. Maybe two. He said, son, you're Ezra. And I was like, I'm Who? Right, And I knew the book in the Old Testament, and, and, and I had this dream, and he kept saying and showing, he says, I'm making you Ezra, you're Ezra, you're Ezra, that's who you are, you're Ezra. And I got up in, in, the, in the midnight hour, and I said, I, I've never even read the book of Ezra. Anybody else? Was, <laughs> that's part of where my Bible's still stuck together, right? I mean, and so, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I go, okay, well, let's, what's Ezra about? And so I go, and I open up Ezra, and I'm reading, and I'm studying about Ezra, and Ezra was Nehemiah's contemporary. And see, and Nehemiah was given the task of God to rebuild a city. But Ezra was given the task to rebuild worship that was lost. And, and, and that has been a part, I don't even know if I've said this to Selena. Maybe I haven't. I'm sorry. I know, I'm sorry. It's but I've been on a journey since that dream in myself to say, Lord, how do you rebuild worship? How do we real rebuild worship today? And, and I say that to say this, that what I'm about to share for you in the movie in my mind, because in December, God gave me another dream, and I don't dream. I mean, I literally know I, like I, I don't dream at all. People get up and say, did you dream? I said, I think I did because I'm still alive. I heard somewhere if you don't dream, it kills you. But I go to sleep, I pass out, I get up, I don't remember those hours. Right? I'm up and I'm moving and I'm gone. I, there's nothing in my head. It's, it's empty as far as I know. I'm sure I... Now she says I dream because I, I talk in my sleep and I kick in my sleep and I flash around and fla fighting something, I guess. I don't know. But in mid-December, the Lord gave me a dream and I, and I thought it was just... Uh, thought it for just for one thing and in my dream was my son Caleb he's 13 and uh you know, and he's uh I don't want to out him but he's in a he's in a unique moment in his life right and I'm dreaming but I know in the dream it's for him but I also know in the dream it's for everyone under his age from 13 to 23 and there was a decade in there and for the very first time in my life uh God gave me a demographic of people I teach all the time, God will give you people. If you'll let him, he'll give you people. And so God put inside of me, he said, for this season, I don't know how long it'll be, he says, I want you to, to take time in your, within yourself, and, and it's 13 to 23, and he dropped, especially young men, 13 to 23, and he said, go after them. And, and he takes me to Micah, where I'm about to take you, because in the movie, in my mind, he said, it's also for you. I'm again, same thing. Anybody ever read the book of Micah before? Good Bible. Anybody like me? I had to unstick the pages one more time because I, <laughs> I never read the book of Micah. I know that sounds true. I'm just going to out myself. This is transparent. You know, I've never read the Bible through in my entire life. I've never read the entire Bible ever. Not saying that's a good thing. Not saying you should do that. Don't follow that example of my life. Please be better than me. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm just trying to say when God talks to you, right? So I, I went and looked and started looking at Micah again. And Micah is interesting. His name literally means 
one who is like Yahweh. That's you. Vita Church, you are Micah. Where you're going and where he's taking you and the territory and the land he has given you, you are going to be like Yahweh. Amen. Because in verse chapter 5, verse 7, and I'll land the plane here. Hmm. Micah, to tell you the history, Micah is, is in his time when he was a prophet. He was kind of 20 miles south and west of, of, of Jerusalem, if I'm remembering right. And he's prophesying in that region. But his prophecy obviously goes out through many, many ages and generations. But um, he was in a unique time when, again, not too dissimilar from today, Samaria, those who were kind of believers but kind of not, and they began to pour in all of the resurgence of these Canaanite idols and gods. And they began to dump back into Israel and into that territory idolatry and Baal worship and Ashtoreth worship and all this stuff. And it was a resurgence of paganism. That doesn't sound too dissimilar, does it, today? Right? Where, where we live, where you, you guys live especially. Right? Amen. That there's this... But it says, listen, in verse 7, he's now speaking, and now I speak this is, is all I know how to you as that crazy uncle that I hope you still love after 30 minutes. <laughs> then the remnant of Jacob, that's you. Say this, say, I'm a remnant. I'm a remnant. Say, I will be the remnant. I will be, remnant. I will be different. I will be. So the remnant that is Vita Church they shall be in the midst of many people. They will be like dew from the Lord. They will be like the showers on the grass. I love this. That tarry for no man. Oh, come on. Vita Church. Amen. You're just going to. I've heard you've had an unseasonably wet season. Amen. I think that's quite prophetic for you in this season. And this, it's not coincidental that that weather's happening this building came to pass and God spoke to your crazy uncle from Alabama <laughs> amen because amen there will be no waiting anymore for you you will pour like rain from the sky and you will pour like the waters you just witnessed and you will flood the streets and you will flood the ways and, and the drainage system can't hold you. Amen. The territory can't contain you. You're just going to bubble and grow and grow and pour and pour and rush and sweep people into the kingdom of God. Hmm. Verse 8, and the remnant, that is Vita Church, you shall be among the Gentiles, or the pagans, in the midst of many peoples. And I, I don't know this, can I just ask a question? Is there still been heavy, uh, like, immigration coming here for y'all's area? Is, there, is just a little, is, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm from Alabama, I have no idea. I'm a, so in this area, I'm about as dumb as a sack of hammers, you know what I'm saying? And so, but has it been, you've been noticing a flood of, of nations and peoples and groups? Y'all been seeing that? Get ready, they're yours. 
Because he says, <laughs> amen, might want to get ready for other language services. Well, I know you got two, but what other languages are out there? Hey, that's the real Alabama. You can do the red, I'll, I'll be glad to come lead the redneck service. How does that sound? Where's Brother Dave? He was joining me. Where's Brother David? He's here. He went hiking. He's one of my redneck brothers. He'll be my associate over there. He got burnt on the back right there. Amen. But you shall be among the nations, among the Gentiles, among the midst of many peoples. Now, this is you. And you are like a lion among the beasts of the forests. Like a young lion among the flocks of sheep and goats who passes through and who treads down and tears to pieces and no one can stop it. You are going to be a lion amongst the forces of darkness in this area. You're going to be a lion in the forest of this, of this region. You're going to be a lion, a strong, a lung, a young, a, 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 a horahitanama. You're going to be a lion that rips and tears asunder. And there is nothing, the devil, demons, the government, people can do to stop you. You are unstoppable. So get used to roaring. Amen. I want you to get used to bowing up. Amen. I want you to get used to sitting up good. Mm, oh, Jesus. You know what they call a group of lions, right? That's you. You're a pride of the kingdom of God. You are the pride of the kingdom of God. Amen. So be proud. You know, it's, you can be proud well. Not all pride is bad. So be proud that you believe. Be proud that you are different. I'm going to encourage you, be arrogant a little bit about it. Amen. Not in a mean, unkind way, but a bold way. Amen. I got, I got another one of those I shared. Y'all seen Secret Life of Pets? You know, secret, the second one, you see the second one? Secret Life, go home today, this afternoon. Secret Life secret of Pets, second one. Right, and there's Snowball, right? Remember Snowball? The bunny said his gloops are going to be shredded. You don't, you don't even know what gloops are, but they're going to be shredded. But I love Snowball's attitude. He says, you know, it ain't bragging if it's true. It's not bragging, family, if it's true. You are the answer to this city. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the kings and priests of heaven itself. You are the pride of heaven. You are the dominant force in your region. You are those who take territory and change lives, and rebuild, and renew, and make beautiful the wasted spaces, physically, soulishly, spiritually, that is who you are. Amen.